This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to another installment of the SA Radio Award-winning show you and I know as The COVID Report, the show where I provide you with comprehensive coverage of the coronavirus pandemic. I am your host, Ukamilike Wawapovana, here to give you the show that gives you all of the facts, all of the stats, all of the figures, and none of the misinformation as it pertains to all things COVID-19. Now, if you are an avid sports fan, um, like I and so many other people across the country and across, across this world are, you will um, have, you'll definitely have something to say. You'll definitely have some sort of opinion on the question surrounding the safe return of fans into the stadiums to watch their favorite sports teams across multiple disciplines play sport live. Now, again, uh, if you are a sports fan like I am and so many other people across the country and this world, you've already paid attention to instances across the globe where, for example, English Premier League has allowed their stadiums to be packed to capacity with uh, football fans traveling up and down the country to support their favorite teams in their numbers. You'll also be aware of the fact that various other countries across the globe have allowed fans to return to their stadiums to watch their teams play live. I'm thinking about the United States of America, for example, the NFL, allowing their fans to enter the stadiums to watch their football teams play live. Now, as a a pertains to the South African context. We are in a situation where we are still further away than most from a place we need to reach in order for fans to be allowed to safely return to the stadiums to watch their teams play live. Now, earlier this month, the Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture alongside the South African Rugby Union announced that fully vaccinated supporters would be allowed to return to live club and professional rugby matches with a maximum of 2,000 spectators being permitted entry to venues playing live rugby. This does not, however, extend to school rugby matches, which still fall under the auspices of the Department of Basic Education. Joining us to further unpack this, it is my absolute pleasure at this time to be joined by the President of the South African Rugby Union House, uh, Mr. Mark Alexander. Mark, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the COVID Report. Good evening to you and good evening to your viewers. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Now, before we start our conversation, just purely from a sporting perspective, and I'd be very interested to hear your your insight on this. When it comes to the game of rugby, considering uh, how deeply rooted the game of rugby is in our identity as a country, can you talk me through exactly how the absence of live supporters in the stadiums for your your Curry Cup fixtures when the Springboks are, are playing or the plethora of other um, professional rugby teams um, pl- plying their trade on the rugby field in the absence of their fans. Can you talk me through how the absence of fans has impacted the game of rugby in the country? I think when it looks at, uh, from a rugby point of view we, 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 we love having the fans because um, Players hate playing in front of empty stadiums. But we also have to be responsible citizens and, and, and look at what, uh, if the fans are not uh, vaccinated, one has to, to look at uh, saving lives and livelihoods, you know. And, uh, and uh, we're talking about saving lives. If the people are not vaccinated, you know, you, we don't have a super spreader in rugby. We're responsible for the fans when they enter the stadium. We need the fans at the stadium. We want them to come to the stadium. We want them to be supporting their teams because rugby is about uh, the players and about the fans.
Indeed. Uh, so let's get straight into it then. What are some of those guidelines entailing in assisting with the management and implementation of the various entry protocols that uh, are being put in place to ensure the safe return of fans into rugby venues? I think, well, you know, when the, the government came out with the, the, the regulations, and, and we just have to make sure that the, the, the individuals arriving at the stadium, firstly, have an identification document to prove who they are, and they have the, the downloaded certificate to prove that they're vaccinated. All right, and uh, will I you... just returned from Paris now, uh, where we went to a World Rugby meeting. Any restaurant in Paris, you have to have a, your have passport, which is an app you download onto your, machine, onto your phone. And your, your certificates are verified and put onto your phone by the, the, the company that, that, that provides the app. So when you get to the door the, the, of the restaurant, they ask you, can I see your, your QR code? They scan your code. If your code shows that you haven't been vaccinated, you're not welcome in the restaurant. And that's where they we're going around the world right now. You know, people, you know, just can't get anywhere. There's a right of admission. So they, they so they, they block you at the door if you not haven't been vaccinated. Thank you very much for that. And as it pertains to the people who are vaccinated and are, are, are interested in offering their services to man the Boothgate restaurants, stands for event sponsors and hospitality guests, will those people be allowed to enter the grounds upon the condition of being fully vaccinated? Or is there a, a pre-booking arrangement for tables and spots that is being put in place for those we, 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 we work with a rugby with a ticket system, so you have to buy your tickets online. And, and you do the normal thing, and, you, and, 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 and there will be a mechanism where you verify that you have been vaccinated. But again, there's a check as, as when you come to the stadium to verify that you are the person you say you are, that you have got a, 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 a vaccinating certificate that you before you enter. Now, you mentioned at the top of our discussion that it's important for the fans to return to the venues to watch their favorite rugby teams play live as long as all safety measures have been put in place and all safety regulations have been adhered to by those fans who are returning to the stadiums. The report mentions that a maximum of 2,000 spectators will be allowed to entry into rugby venues. Could you talk me through the work that South Africa, the South African Rugby Union has been doing with the players in order to ensure that they are fresh mentally when they take to the field, particularly during the period where fans were not allowed to enter the grounds. And um, we already know how important the presence of the fans plays in the performance of any sports person, but in particular to rugby players. Can you talk us through the work that the South African Rugby Union has been doing with the players to ensure their readiness to continue playing the game of rugby in the circumstances that they were compelled to play them under and as they gradually change to closely resemble normality? Our players, we've got a protocol in rugby where players get tested every Monday and every Friday. You do a PCR test to make sure the player is clear before he enters the field on the Saturday. And we have, we have, we, we have a stringent... Uh, uh, our medical teams have tested players on a regular basis. And if a player is found to be tested positive... There will also be the people that, that he was with at the time will be removed from the teams and not participate that weekend. So it was very difficult. That's the one side of things where we had local games. When we traveled internationally, we went into a hard bubble. 
Now, the art bubble has two things. You know, you, you, you go from the practice field back into your hotel, and you only, it's only you and the hotel and the hotel staff there in the hotel. There's no outside contact. But that has a mental effect on the players. You know, our players were in a, in a, in a hard bubble since May last year, up to the, when they returned from the championships now. So player welfare was a major concern for us. It, it does affect players mentally. If one looks at the articles that were written by uh, around the IPL and as well as what the, the English cricketers have put out, it affects the players badly. Players are refusing to enter into a hard bubble again. We were refusing to go to play in the end of the tour that starts on the 6th of November if our players are to go into a hard bubble because it does affect the players mentally in the hard bubble. It's like being in prison. Absolutely. And I mean, you alluded to it now, the ways in which um, this pandemic that has been a part of our lives for almost two years now has affected the players um, as far as their, the constant need for them to be switched on to report for the mandatory testing on Mondays and Fridays and the ways in which being placed in what you described as a prison affected them mentally. Could you unpack for us, since this pandemic has been a part of our lives uh, for almost two years now, how exactly has the world of rugby been affected by the continuing COVID-19 pandemic? In, in 2020, we had a big knock because we never played international sport. Now, most of our money, 90% of our revenue, uh, revenue generated when we participate in international events. Like uh, the URC, we play against teams in the, in the UK and in Italy. We, that's where we generate our money and where the Springboks play and where the Sevens play. So the, if we don't deliver on those rights, firstly our broadcast rights and our sponsorship rights, we don't get paid. So financially last year, we took a big, big knock at South African rugby. We were fortunate this year we, we could play. But again, the unions took a big knock because they couldn't get people into the stadiums. People buy boxes and they sit in their boxes and, and, and that revenue was not forthcoming because... They weren't allowed in the stadium. So, the, so it has been tough for the last two years. Last year, we had uh, uh, salary cuts across the board, up to 40% salary cuts across the board. The people had to take salary sacrifices so that we don't have to reject, release people from, from, their, from their livelihoods. All right. I'd like to circle back to something from an item that we covered a little bit earlier in our discussion when you mentioned the various processes that the rugby players have been going through as far as testing on a regular basis, Mondays and Fridays, you said. Now, the entry for our discussion has been the safe return of fans to stadiums capped at a number of uh, 2,000 in maximum on the condition, the very strict condition that they are vaccinated upon entry into the rugby venues. Now, can you talk us through how the issue of vaccination has been filtered down to rugby players themselves? Are there instances where rugby players um, are either it's either suggested to them that they take the vaccine, it's made mandatory for them to take the vaccine, are there, are there conversations around their, their, them not being able to play rugby for their teams if they haven't been vaccinated? How has the vaccination okay. conversation been filtered down to players? You know, as, as, as citizens of South Africa, we all have the responsibility to join the fight against this devastating pandemic. And the most effective way to do that right now is to ensure that adults are vaccinated. You know, the government cannot fight this pandemic on its own. 
And we know that we are stronger together. And so we need to work with government to ensure that we're vaccinated. Being vaccinated doesn't only protect you, it protects our loved ones and our community. The Springboks all are proud to be vaccinated. Our super rugby players, the majority of them have been vaccinated, Part four players that play currently in the URC. All of them have been vaccinated because they care for lives and livelihoods of South Africans. So, you know, it's important. We, our players understand the role we have to play. We understand our role in society. we got a role to play. We're just not there to play rugby. we also got a, a, a citizen role to play in within the, the bigger scheme of things. Now, you spoke earlier about the UK having huge crowds at their stadiums and stuff like that. If we had herd immunity, then we could have done that. We don't have herd immunity now. We don't have enough people vaccinated because a lot of people still resisting against having the vaccination. Now, that's a lock-on effect of that. People not wanting to be vaccinated, that we don't have herd immunity in our country, that we can only have 2,000 fans, which is a trial run. There's a trial period for this 2,000, and it will be ramped up over time. But, you know, as South African rugby, we also have to be responsible. The last thing we want is people to people to come to a super spreader and people's, people's lives, people die of coming to a super spreader event. That's the last thing we want. We are responsible for people when they enter the stadium. We love having people around because that's how we generate money. But we don't do that in a reckless way. Mm. Absolutely. And I think what you mentioned there about the Springboks and how proud they are to be vaccinated does does lead in very nicely to my next question. In terms of the very real presence of skepticism towards the vaccines at our disposal, instances where certain members of South African society are completely anti-vax, from top to bottom, they have no interest in participating in, in the responsibility that you alluded to of going out there and getting themselves vaccinated for their own reasons. Is there a role that the South African Rugby Union and rugby players in South Africa can play to encourage the supporters, those supporters who, have, who still have and harbor skepticism and apprehension towards taking the vaccine or just simply aren't interested in taking the vaccine? Or is that too unfair a responsibility to heap on rugby players to encourage members of society to go out there and get their vaccine? And does that have to come from um, higher ups to ramp up the efforts to to get people to uh, access their nearest vaccination sites? I, I, I don't know if you're on social media, but on social media, our players are quite active. All our franchises have uh, have these um, uh, little ads that they're putting out on social media, uh, encouraging people to get vaccinated. All our franchises have that. Our captain has come out quite clearly on social media as well. So as, a, as, as, as an organization, I think we support that. We also respect that people who don't want to get vaccinated we respect the views, you know. Everybody has the right to say no. So so we respect that as well. But, you know, there's also a right of admission at stadium, and we'd love to have everybody there, but, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we all have a role to play in fighting this pandemic. And that is just our little way of, of fighting the pandemic going forward. Now, in 
your opinion, do you think the sporting economy in South Africa is in need of a vaccine jab of its own in the arm to survive and uh, recover and reemerge from the damage that has been caused by this COVID-19 pandemic? And how extensive do you believe um, this assistance to revitalize the sporting economy is? And um, how much of that is still needed in your opinion? I think you know, we, 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 you know what, there's about two years we lost. We lose, uh, we lost young talented athletes coming through from school into um, the organized sport, not school-based, but into the, the formal set of sport. A lot of kids have been lost because we weren't playing sport. You know, and, 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 and to tell you, we have to play catch-up in the next couple of years to get that, that lost, the, the 2020, 2021, the kids not playing school sport will have a knock-in effect on all federations in the country. And that will be, that, 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 that result you'll see in 2023, 24, 25 will have a lull for the performance of our teams because there's a whole lot of kids that, that could not participate in sport because of the COVID pandemic. But not only that, it has affected organizations financially. Most of the professional organizations, I'm not talking about the professional, like cricket, football, and, and ourselves, we depend on, 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 on playing a live sport, playing, delivering on our rights to television, uh, delivering our rights to sponsors, hospitality packages at stadiums. But what, what we don't forget, there's also an informal sector that lives off that around the stadium. We can't measure that. You know, we we, had a, we we were supposed to host the British. We hosted the British and Irish Lions tour in July and August behind closed doors. Now that tour projected the economic impact of the 6.6 billion to the South African economy, a much needed boost to our economy. But that's what COVID, you know, that's what COVID has impacted on. You know, it's it's, it's rather tough. You know, and I hear you, but sport will need a lot of help, lots of help. To catch up with that, that, that two years, that two years we lost with the young talent base that stole at school. Absolutely. And to round off our conversation on the most positive note possible, because the advent of fans being allowed to return to stadiums at any number, whether it's a number capped at 2,000 or whether it's a number higher than that, I can definitely understand and appreciate how exciting a time that is, not just for rugby fans, but I'm sure it's an exciting time for the lovely folks over there at the South African Rugby Union. It's uh, South Af- It's an exciting time for the various franchises underneath the auspices of the South African Rugby Union, the various teams that so many passionate rugby fans across the country support. Could you talk us through what the rugby supporters can expect in the seasons to come as far as them, their, them and their presence being filtered into the experience of live rugby, them being allowed to access the stadiums at a limited capacity and the plans for the series of events over the next period of time to come in the, in the respect of the welcoming of fans back into stadiums. I think this is a good start to that government allowed 2000. So this is a, this is a, a test event. Uh, and, and I think we, the plan is to wrap it up over time. To wrap it up over the next couple of months. You know, so from a rugby point of view, in late November, early December, we have a lot of teams traveling from Europe to play against our franchises in South Africa. So there are a lot of teams to come to play in South Africa. And... Uh, 
Hopefully, it'll, uh, by, by December, to be ramped up to a bigger number than, than uh, 2000. Next year, we host the All Blacks twice in South Africa. We'll also be hosting the World Cup in sevens in, in, in Cape Town in September. So there's a lot of uh, rugby next year still to be played. And, uh, and I think there's a, there's a lot to look forward to you know, in our country. You know, there's one thing about sport. You know, there's one thing that brings us all together in this country. It's sport. It's one positive thing. And everybody, uh, regardless of the color, creed, or whatever, which party you support, when it comes to sport, we rally together as a nation, which is, which is something we really need after this pandemic. Absolutely. Um, our guest at this time, Mr. Mark Alexander, the president of the South African Rugby Union House, joining us here on the COVID report to unpack the exciting times ahead for um, rugby fans all across the country in the in terms of the report that a maximum of 2,000 spectators will be permitted entry to rugby venues upon the strict condition that they are fully vaccinated upon their entry. Mr. Mark Alexander, join us on the show to further unpack these, these plans and the importance for these plans being put in place. Mark, one more time, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely amazing conversation we've had with you. Thank you so much for the eye-opening insight you've given us into the plans um, ahead for rugby fans across the country. I I wish um, the trial run of uh, the supporters being allowed into the stadium all of the success in the world. And let's hope that we won't have to wait too long for that number to be ramped up from 2000. So until such a time, thank you so much one more time for joining us on the COVID report. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams via www.varfm.co.za